Hi, this is Sally and Christina once again. Um, we're here to talk astrology the month ahead, and we've come to Clifton House, which is kind of a halfway meeting point between the two of us, which we thought was rather lovely for Libra meeting halfway. Um, Clifton House is a beautiful national trust property set in sprawling grounds very beautiful on the eye which is always nice for Libra and we also remembered when we were here that it was the um, setting for the Profumo affair back in the early 60s it was at Clifton House where Profumo met Christine Keeler and started the affair that led to him led to his downfall actually it was the most famous sex scandal of the well, not just of the 1960s, but of that of British establishment of the 20th century, pretty much, yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, because uh, she was having an affair with him, and he was defense... Was he defense secretary at the time? I think he might have been. Simultaneously with a Russian, an attaché at the Russian embassy. Um, and it was all very sleazy, because she was actually, what, 19, 20, mm, something like 19, that? 19, I think, Corporal. when they met. 19... Um, yeah, and they but so uh, that fits in with another theme of this month, doesn't it? It does, which we'll be coming to. We were talking a lot about sex and relationships, actually, which seems to be a big theme of the month. But before we kind of go into the astrology, we just wanted to think we've been talking about the month that's gone. Um, a big theme of which was the Grand Earth Trine, hmm. um, slowly moving on from the quite tumultuous months of July and August with the eclipses, the retrograde planets. My experience is that it's been quite slow progress, um, which is very typical of the Earth signs, you know, moving forward, but moving moving slowly, um, putting things in boxes a bit with all the Virgo energy. Hmm. Back to school. Yeah, no, I've, I have to say I've pretty much really enjoyed it. Um, the energy of the summer for me was fine because I didn't do anything, but nothing was happening. And I feel that it's like a giant uh, steamer or something that's turned around, turning around in the water, and now things are definitely plowing slowly in the right direction. Uh, quite a few things are come falling into place for me, actually, at the moment. Kids are back at school as well. Mm-hmm. Which is always uh, they were looking forward to it. Good. How how did that happen? Good. I never looked forward to going back to school. <laughs> um, a new a generation. Thing. A new uh, generation. Maybe school's more fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, we're here this month. We're talking. Well, we start the month with the equinox. Yeah. The suns, which heralds the suns, move into Libra. Equinox meaning equal night, so the equal day and night. Um, balance. So we're at the corner, of the, one of the corners of the year. One of the corners of the, the year, the equinox, absolutely. Um, and indeed, the halfway marker yeah. for the Western zodiac is this zero Libra because it begins at zero Aries, we get to zero Libra, and bish bosh, off we go into the second half of the year. Um, I was thinking about the, I think it's, uh, is it Kol Nidre today or Yom Kippur today? Anyway, we're in that part of the year, the Jewish year, where you have the week of, um, it's, the new, it's the new year, okay. basically. Mm-hmm. Rosh Hashanah is the new year. And then you have a week where you kind of think about all the awful things that you've done the past year. Yeah. And you run around saying sorry to everybody. Okay. Um, and then you have the Day of Atonement. Right. 
So it's quite an interesting. So then you start with a clean, fresh slate. Okay. And I think that's quite useful for everybody to think about at mm. this Libra point mm. because it's about weighing things in the balance. Yeah. What have you done? What have you not done? Yeah, yeah. And the change of the seasons. It heralds the change of the seasons, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. So let's just talk a little bit about the sign of Libra. Um, one of my favorite star signs for different reasons. I have my moon in Libra. I have a Libra daughter. I had a lovely Libra father. So sign very dear to my heart and, and, and lots of Libra friends, actually. I mean, at its best, I just think Libra's a lovely one of the air signs, sociable, friendly. Um, you know, and want enjoy being around other people. I mean, a friend of mine who's a Libra is constantly giving gifts and compliments and dances her way through life. Mm. There's a lightness, I think, about Libra. Um, yeah. at its best my mum was Libra mm -hmm. and um, she also had that she's a very good hostess her house was always beautiful and not in a pernickety way but it just was mm -hmm. she you know she and she always had fresh flowers it always smelled good mm -hmm. and uh, she was particularly good she was a very good cook but particularly good at pastry which I think is rather mm -hmm. a Libran thing to be good at because mm -hmm. it requires that very light touch because Libra is about Venus the goddess of beauty mm. and sociability and the goddess of laughter but she's in air you mm. know which is very different feel from that Venus in Taurus when she's in earth she's in air like you say dancing mm. Mm. and also I mean just when you're saying the pastry chef I know a lot of Libras who have a very sweet tooth actually yeah. as well <laughs> <laughs> love eating the pastries yeah, exactly <laughs> the confectionery exactly. My mother wasn't a very good dancer, though, come to think of it. She had, uh, you know, mm -hmm. that was her, one of her, you know, she was graceful in her appearance and in the way she was with people. Very kind of nice manners. Mm. But not particularly graceful on the dance floor. Mm. Well, there's all different types yeah. of, uh, of Libra. I mean, also the big thing for me with Libra is it's the sign of one-to-one -one relationships. And Libra's often one of the signs that find themselves through the other in a way. Um, I love the fact that there's a lot of classic Libra double acts. I mean, Libras just mm -hmm. seem to be drawn towards partnership. There's um, Ant and Deck, Deck's a Libra. Torval and Dean, Jane Torville's a Libra. Simon and Garfunkel, Paul Simon. Dawn French, French and Saunders, she's a Libra. So there's this kind of double act theme as well. Mm. And I know some Libras as well who, you know, they don't really like being on their own. Yeah. much prefer i think Libras often thrive in a relationship yeah. they yeah, really yeah. do um and they they need a relationship sometimes not always but they often need a relationship in order to flourish mm. themselves mm. um i've known quite a lot of Libras who seek out difficult people i would say to have that relationship with yeah. maybe slightly as a challenge um or because they're natural because it exercises their peace uh, making talents yeah, and they they make excellent mediators, diplomats, don't yeah. they? They love getting involved and and helping other people with relationships as well. I think, and of course, they can be very argumentative too. Let's yeah, not they forget. Yeah, yeah, they can. Because part of that balance thing is to take the other side, is to be the devil's advocate. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So it's not all sweetness and light. No, in Libra's world. No, I have my my little Gemini's got Libra rising. Mm-hmm. So she's and she's got the moon in Aquarius. So she's a very airy person. Mm. But she definitely is always someone who likes to have just the sidekick. She needs the yeah. sidekick. Yeah, 
And I think my my daughter, who's a Libra too, that's she'd much rather do anything with a friend. Mm. You know, much rather be with a friend than explore it on her own. Actually, yeah, twice the fun. She twice would argue. The fun. Absolutely. So, should we take a look at what's going on this month? And obviously, the you know the the sun will be moving through Libra. But one of the things that we talked about a lot leading up to this was the fact that Venus, Libra's planet, spends all month in Scorpio. Yeah, and she indeed she goes retrograde on the fifth of October, isn't mm-hmm. that right? She does uh, in Scorpio, and then is going backwards in Scorpio. Mm. Um, which is kind of exciting. I quite like Venus and Scorpio, and I know you do. Yes, I have Venus and Scorpio. <laughs> it's a great Venus. It's an empowered Venus. It's like Venus is the warrior. It's Venus as Kali. It's Venus as the uh, in the underworld. Mm. Uh, it's Venus as Inanna. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, in the West, we have this slightly weakened form of the, the idea of Venus in the underworld, which is, you know, Persephone's journey down there, where she's kidnapped by Hades and she has to be rescued by her mother. But in fact, if you think about it, she does become a queen in the underworld when she's down there. Mm. You know, she eventually triumphs. Mm. Um, and so there's a there's an experience of darkness through which you mature. Yeah. That's part of that mythical cycle, isn't that? Yeah. Um, but we were discussing what's happened this year, because Venus is obviously about women. Um, what's happened this year while Jupiter has been in Scorpio, and now we have Venus in Scorpio for a prolonged time. Um, so with Jupiter in Scorpio, we've had the Me Too thing, which we've discussed before. And we were just wondering, we were chatting together wondering what this venus retrograde could mean for that Mm. it could i mean it could be a kind of real final swoop couldn't it of the venus coming to team up with jupiter in a way although they never actually meet in the zodiac they're in the same sign venus is going deeper um and you know when venus turns direct again which is mid-november um, what new secrets will emerge? Mm. She does that before. When does she turn direct? Just after Jupiter leaves Scorpio, isn't well, it? Well, exactly. I don't think they'll make a conjunction mm. until she turns like uh, Venus gets back in Sagittarius, mm. which is all about broadcasting, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Sagittarius. Speaking of the people walking past the car just at this moment, mm. so it's while she's in Scorpio, she's finding stuff out. Yeah, she's gathering her weapons. She's getting her ammunition. It's secret knowledge, secret wisdom as well, I think. Yeah. And I think Power. that this, I mean, by, you know, this is important for Scorpios. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, it's also, and for Scorpios, I think this is about finding your own treasure inside yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, personal self-discovery and finding the, what's valuable about you, refinding your own value, which mm. sometimes Scorpio can lose. Mm. idea of self-worth um but it's important for other signs as well mm, for Taurus example, in particular yeah. i think because this is about relationships isn't it yeah jupiter's been in scorpio and taurus's relationship sector for a whole year and here comes venus taurus's ruling planet diving deep into scorpio i mean it could be this can play out in different ways it could be a really sexy affair it could be learning getting to know your partner Mm-hmm. on an incredibly deep level or it could be secrets yeah tumbling out as well 
I would go with the sex affair. Sex affair, okay. <laughs> That's for all of our Taurus and Taurus rising friends. And Cancer can have that too because it's in the fifth house of love affairs. So, so if you're a sun Cancer, you too can have a sex affair. <laughs> And frankly, an Aries could have one too because it's in the eighth house of yeah. sacred stuff. Sexuality. Of sexuality. But yeah. So we're getting on to that sex. That's why we brought up the Profumo affair in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we'd forgotten that that had taken, you know, that had started here. But it does fit in with one of the themes of this uh, Venus retrograde in Scorpio that uh, it's about sex, power, and money. Yeah. Um, so for some of us, uh, it will be more about the money i think probably mm-hmm. rethinking our finances um rethinking the basis of our um for you know for leos i think it's going to be you know rethinking the financial basis of your life or the love basis of your life because mm-hmm. it's making that square isn't it to leo for leo yeah yeah it's the fourth house isn't it home and family yeah the past in a way that um yeah retreating to the past or the past in some way um affecting the present maybe secrets from the past too coming up yeah and then for aquarians what's it doing for aquarians 10th house yeah could be i would you know could be a slight rejig in your career or stepping you know a step backwards in order to go forwards I would think that Venus retrograde. And I think you just need to kind of watch who you team up with for Aquarius Absolutely. too, because, you know, Venus is um, colleagues, it's it's people in your life. And in yeah. Scorpio, you don't have the full story. Um, yeah. You know, you don't have the full story. So just be a little bit wary of what people are doing behind the scenes. There's a, There's a slight the feeling of feel. betrayal, isn't there, mm. with that Venus retrograde, mm. that a betrayal may be revealed. Mm. Or that you may be betrayed in some way. So yeah. be careful who you're relying on. Yeah. And by the same token, I would say, be careful. This is for everyone shopping this month. <laughs> be careful about what you buy. Mm-hmm. It can be good for finding weird secondhand bargains, maybe. Mm-hmm. Venus retrograde. But on the whole, it's really not a good time for making that big purchase. Yeah, and the same taking, I, you know, I think you need to be a bit wary when you have Venus retrograde. Of, I mean, tradition, it's not the time that you would elect to get married, is it? No, absolutely not. Um, the same taking out a loan and also Venus ruling beauty. It's traditionally not the time to elect cosmetic surgery. No. Or to do anything to your looks as well. Yeah. You know, you don't have the full information when a planet's retrograde and the truth. Or what's hidden only comes to light when it turns direct. So it's time to kind of slow things down, take a step back. Don't get the Mohican, right? Don't get the Mohican. <laughs> Don't get the Mohican. Don't have a nose job. But you could have a secret affair with somebody. But that might come out too. So let's mix messages we're sending you, aren't we? Mm, and it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to be kind of affair, does it? It could be no. a sort of secret connection or mm. getting on with someone who you haven't in the past or... You know, just sort of explore on a deep level. I mean, that's what Scorpio's good at, isn't it? It's going in, going in deep. Um, yeah, now I'm looking for, yeah, I'm looking for that um, chart of the upcoming full moon. Yeah. The um, full moon taking place on the 25th of September. And a really quite a powerful full moon because it only happens two days after the equinox. So... There's a whole set of the planets really in early degrees 
of the signs. So if yeah. you have, you know, key planets angles between zero to three degrees, this full moon feels really powerful. Not only that, I've, this early planet stuff has been going on through September. So that, for example, the Earth Grand Trine was in the early degrees of the Earth signs. Um, and now we have this full moon, which is in the early degrees of Aries. So it's an Aries full moon um, and uh, opposite to the Aries sun. and Libra just, sun. Sorry, opposite to the Libra sun. And just on that theme of beginnings, because mm -hmm. Aries is the sign of beginnings and starting stuff. And this is stuff, these are pla many planets in early degrees. It's not a bad time to be starting something, um, this, I think, now. But keeping in mind that the Venus is retrograde. So not a big thing. You may be starting an investigation or starting discovering stuff. Yeah, and you have a while before Venus turns retrograde. Yeah. That's I October the 5th. I still wouldn't it's... go with a bang, though. Mm. Um, it's interesting also that the full moon is making a exact conjunction to Chiron. Yes. In Aries, about to retreat back into Pisces yeah. the following day. Yeah. Um, so I think that's significant too. This is the fresh, you know, the, the fresh beginning that Chiron has been striving to have over the summer, this fresh beginning at the start of the Zodiac. Um, it's been in Pisces like forever, for years, seven years. Seven more. years. Yeah. And it's now going back into Pisces on the, let me just see. September the 26th, it's the day after the full moon. Yeah. It's there till February? 18th of February. Okay, 2019. And then it's that's like it. mopping things up, isn't it? Yeah. Back into the waters and mopping things up. <laughs> it's just finishing a few things off mm. before Chiron can really set out on its mm. new venture. Um, and it spends, I think it spends longer in Pisces than any other sign, so it hangs around there a long time. Uh, so there, if there are any loose ends um, that you might have especially this is especially important for pisces i think and for virgos mm -hmm. um for virgos this is maybe to do with relationships mm. or with your partner mm. who uh for virgos you know you may have a partner who's been ill or who's been somehow dependent or has been debilitated in some way and this may be a last period when you have to be really supportive and help them out of that mm -hmm. um and for Pisces, this is about your own stuff, mm. you know, making, you know, preparing yourself for this next phase. And remember that Chiron is a very slow moving object. So it only comes around to eat. It takes 50 years to get around the Zodiac. It's not going to be coming around again, probably mm. in our lifetimes yeah. to this point. So do you think also with it being for Pisces, this is also about healing and forgiveness on, you know, very kind of classic symbolic level yeah and i think it's about forgiving yourself yeah because yeah, uh, Pi pisces tend to blame themselves mm. and also to to scapegoat themselves and take yeah. on all the stuff of other people yeah and chiron is here to, to help you to let go of that and understand that that's not yours it's also i mean this is speaking personally because i'm very piscean as you probably know it's um about understanding that you have to be your own doctor mm. and that means your own head doctor your own heart doctor and your own body doctor mm. but it's up to you to understand this stuff and it's up to you to find the healing mm. and that you can't always rely on other people yeah
Mm, interesting. Also, going back to the theme of the, the full moon, mm. I mean, I'm really struck by the fact that this full moon is square Saturn. Oh, my God, yes. I mean, Saturn mm. at two degrees Capricorn. So as often with this symbolism, you know, there's the early degrees, it's about new beginnings. Mm. But very often there has to be some big ending yeah. in your life before you can start afresh, before the new seeds can be sown. And there's the feel of this around this um, full moon as well. Mm. Um, in fact, the planets moving through Libra have to run the gauntlet in a way of the square to Saturn and then the square to Pluto in Capricorn, which also turns direct on October the 1st. So this, I think this full moon is going to be really powerful. It's a time when, you know, you might find the kind of strength to close a door yeah. and get ready to move on, get ready to start afresh. Yeah. I mean, for, for Capricorns as well, this, this is likely <clears throat> to be a pivotal time for your foundations of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, because the, the square to the full moon, the full moon is picking up your home, your family, your work, your career. So it's, it's kind of big themes for Capricorn, but births I, and deaths in a way. I would also say that one of the interesting things, and all, this is worth noting every time when you've got a big T-square in the sky... So the T-square we've got is between the Sun, the Moon, and Saturn, which is an incredibly dynamic aspect. It means it's like a, uh, a bow being drawn with an arrow in it. Well, where is the arrow pointing? It's pointing directly at Cancer, early Cancer. Mm-hmm. So if you have um, any important points in Cancer, Sun, Moon, Ascendant, this is quite a big, especially in early Cancer, this is a big um, full moon. Um, and it could be about your parents, I would suggest, that, you're, that it's a parental axis for Cancerians. So it may be about um, having to come to terms with something about the dynamic between your father and your mother or something along those lines or mm. people who are in a parental position for you. Um, and your role as a parent, I would suggest as well. Yeah. Um, I know of... I'm thinking of a son cancer in a situation with children, you know, fleeing the nest, which is, I think, is a huge thing for son, yes. son cancer. Um, so your own parents, but you as a parent as well. Um, yeah. Very much so. And I was going to say something else. Then. Well, and your partnership, actually, you know, um, because basically cancers have got Saturn going through their partnership angle. Mm. And now that Saturn is being triggered by the this full moon, isn't it? Mm. And the question really is, is your partner, you know, bearing down on you and being very heavy? Or are they being very supportive and committed? Mm. You know, because those actually can go either way with Saturn. I think Saturn in that angle, the partnership angle, can often be great. It's like, oh, my God, finally, my you know, my partner's committed. Yeah. Uh, but it can also... And this is astrology. It's typical astrology, isn't it? It's on, a, on the, you know, at the same time, it can also signify a moment when relationships that don't really work have to finish. Yeah. Um, but let's move on, actually. Yeah, let's move on. We're, st- we're still actually still in September because that's the 25th of September <clears throat> full moon. I mean, one thing I want to pick up, actually, at the full moon, which then continues throughout the month, is what's happening with Mars. Oh, yeah. Because Mars at the full moon is at three degrees Aquarius and it's now retracing its steps um, back through Aquarius where it was earlier in the year from mid-May to late June. So there's, um, you know, things that got stuck earlier in the year can now 
get the tick, can get moved ahead. And this particular, I think, is important for Aries and Scorpio, who are Mars-ruled and also Aquarius with Mars in your sign. Um, and Mars is actually bringing a bit of oomph to the full moon as well and throughout this coming month. Not only that, Mars is actually back in the spot where it was at that eclipse on the 27th of July. Yeah, that happens at the end of September as well. It's really, really important mm. because if the stuff that was that came out at that eclipse, which was incredible if you saw it, the lunar eclipse, um, the red moon with mm. the red Mars mm. in the sky, just by it, um, stuff that came out then will come out now probably again and may actually get resolved mm. so it may just have erupted there may have been a- animosities or difficulties that were kind of bubbling under over the summer but didn't actually come out and now they may burst forth i think mm-hmm. and you could see this in the politi- in the political sphere as well we're in that very political time of year uh libra time mm-hmm. you know in this country it's all the party conferences Mm. Um, and it's back to school for politicians as well, isn't it, mm-hmm. around the globe? So. And I think as well, you know, this this month is a very good month to, it's actually a good month to try and get on with people. Yes. You know, you've got the Sun and Mercury in Libra, you've got Mars and Aquarius working together. Yeah, there's going to be some big changes going on, but actually you need to create strong alliances. Um, you need to, to work at getting on with people. I mean, that fits for all the air signs, Gemini, Libra, Aquarius in particular, I think. Um, you know, this this is this is where there's strength in the month ahead in two important air signs. Mm. So, you know, get on the right side of people, find the people of influence, team up with others. Um, you know, this is where there's motion, where you can move things forward. It's like together mm. you're stronger. So it's a really, with Mars and Aquarius, it's a great time to find your tribe, to you know, be part of the collective as well. This isn't just about self. It's about um, getting out in the world. Mm. And Libra is always about alliances, isn't it? Yeah. As well as partnerships. It's actual strategic alliances. with And with that help from Mars, and also in an air assignment, again, it's, it's about strategy mm. and having a plan. Mm. And that's a useful thing to be working on. Mm. Um and especially around, perhaps, I mean, we've got the new moon coming up on, on the 9th of October, which looks pretty nice. 15 degrees Libra, square to, moving towards a square with Pluto. Mm. Um, but, you know, we can't, I think this month we just can't escape what's underneath. Mm. You know, with Venus retrograde and Scorpio, Jupiter still moving through Scorpio, but makes no aspects this month at all. There's stuff going on beneath the surface. Um, you know, not everything will be known now until Venus turns direct. Um, so just to be aware of that, I think. Otherwise, um, yeah, new moon in, in Libra. Mm. And this, I think that also about, you know, um, making financial decisions, but it's just back to this thing being beneath the surface. Mm. You may not really have the full picture mm. if you're making a, uh, an important financial decision. And um, it's worth trying to postpone it if you can. I, mm. I would suggest. Mm. Um, and that's true pretty much for everyone, but especially for Librans, really. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's your own planet. It's your own ruling planet. It's in your money house. Mm. And, and Jupiter's in your money house as well. 
Um, so there's been financial things going on this year, probably mm. things about value, worth, finances, and but there's more to find out mm. before final decisions are made. I also just want to bring in. You know, we're talking a little bit about the Jupiter, about what's happening for Sagittarius, because yeah. this is a really interesting month for Sagittarius. Your planet is in the sign before yours, often a time of preparation, stuff going on beneath the surface, dealing with things on an inner level. You're getting ready for a huge surge once Jupiter moves into your star sign for the first time in 12 years on November the 8th. For now, it is kind of, there's a sense of completion, needing to get rid of stuff that doesn't serve you, um, you know, needing a clear out internally, externally, moving things away so so you're ready to to head off. Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting, actually, you know, Geminis have sort of the same but opposite, mm. don't they? Yeah. And that they're, you know, it's, Jupiter will be moving into your relationship sector. Mm. So it's going to be all about friends and partners. Yay! Says Jim. Yay! All about friends, partners, social stuff. Um, that's going to be a huge focus next year. You're probably going to meet a bunch of new people. Um, and this past year with Jupiter and Scorpio may have felt quite quite drudgy, mm-hmm. quite hard work. Mm. Um, I think for uh, Gemini's, it's been a bit of a slog. In fact. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, you've got a bit more slog, I think, with this Venus retrograde in that. And I think a bit place. of a detox. There's something that needs to yeah. detox or, you know, um, it's, there's a sense of elimination going on, isn't there? What do you need to let go of, whether this is to around work, service to others, health? It's that kind of sector for Gemini. I think it could be health. Mm. It's a straightforward health thing. Mm. Is you know, I, because you've been working really hard or it's been sort of a struggle in your... Um, for your health, yeah, mm-hmm. you've had a lot of on your plate in some way as a Gemini. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Venus retrograde is a chance for you to detox, to get rid of the, the stuff that's not working, and to remember the body is beautiful. Your body is beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's a temple, yeah. and it should be treated as such. Um, it should be treated as holy ground. Uh, where were we? Okay, so... Uh, have we talked about the Pluto going direct? We have, haven't we? We've touched on it, yeah. That happens on October the 1st. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that in this Libra month, there's actually a really strong Scorpio yeah. Pluto influence as well. Um, there's stuff that's going on on the surface, mm. but there's more secrets that are going to emerge. There's more things beneath what's beneath what's uh, hidden. Yeah, and the other thing is that Venus will go back into Libra. Yes. In November. So there's going to be a swap swap yeah. around. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on the whole, I would say this is, what would, what would your kind of, how would you sum up this month? You know, it's a month of investigation, isn't it? Month of investigation. I think get on the right side of people yeah. who count. Ooh. I mean, and maybe, you know, be a little bit calculating yourself. You know, there's some... There's, um, yeah, be a little bit calculating and savvy. Yeah, I think it's a great month for making good new alliances. Mm, actually, I do. especially with uh, women um, that you who you may have discounted in the past or who you've known for a while, they may come. You know, they're, they're, there's a possibility of new alliances. You don't want to necessarily sign on the dotted line, but actually, this could be some that you could be making alliances that will last you 
for the next you know eight years or something mm. quite quite far into the future mm-hmm. i think that's obviously especially true for you know torians or gravians but i think in general uh because of the libra influence as well that we we're talking about earlier and the aries uh, sorry the aquarius influence the social stuff there's more about alliances than usual with this Venus during this Venus retrograde. Yeah. yeah, there is, and that affects many more signs than just the Taurus. Mm. Yeah, I agree, and kind of also just, um, I think it's a good month, you know, to consider what it means to be a woman if you're yeah. female as well. Um, Venus and Scorpio, you know, it's traditionally it's sign of detriment, but having it innately, I actually think it's about empowerment, mm-hmm. and you know. Um, you know, pushing the boundaries, pushing the boundaries as well. Well, you on have some to level. ask yourself who was assigning the detriment. Well, that's true. Yeah, who says it was? It's in detriment. Yeah, yeah, and they have to ask yourself that always with astrology. It mm. says who. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and who's what decision was made when? Was it in the second century AD in Alexandria? Well, I think things have changed a little bit since then. They have. So we personally, we really like Venus and Scorpio. Yes. And retrograde, she's going even deeper. This is about empowerment. Yeah. It's about empowerment. Female empowerment. Yeah. And there'll be more next month, obviously, because we'll be in Scorpio month next month. So we'll be talking more about all things taboo, power, sex, money. <laughs> Our favorite subjects, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> right, see you next month. Yeah, see you then. Take care. Bye.